0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the Gospel of Matthew. We're in the 18th chapter. And i tell you why, folks. Jesus is serious. <laughs> you know, quite often if you ask somebody, do you think Jesus was serious? This, they think it's like a, a, a perfunctory, ridiculous question. Of course, Jesus was serious. Was it the kind of thing that Jesus never, ever laughed, never expressed joy? Oh, no, no, no. I think you see elements of that in the Scripture. He laughed. Uh, he enjoyed life just like we do, okay? Same thing. But where we are right now in this 18th chapter right here, he is totally serious about this thing about not being a stumbling block to one another, about not being a stumbling block to those who believe, that those who come in the manner of a child in humility and believe that you are not to be a stumbling block. How serious is he? Let's go back and look at verses 7, 8, and 9 that we just covered in the previous episode. Verse 7, Jesus says this, Woe to the world because of its stumbling blocks, for it is inevitable that stumbling blocks come. But woe to that man through whom the stumbling block comes. Verse 8, If your hand or your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it from you. It is better for you to enter life crippled or lame than to have two hands or two feet and to be cast into eternal fire. Verse 9, If your eye causes you to stumble, pluck it out and throw it from you. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than to have two eyes and be cast into the fiery hell. Okay, now people are often confused about this and they go, well, what's he saying here? Does Jesus really want us to just whack off bodily parts one at a time, one at a time, one at a time in seeking to, catch this phrase, enter life. He said it in verse 8, he says in verse 9, it is better for you to enter life crippled or lame. It's better for you to enter life with one eye than have two eyes. Well, wait a minute. The people he's talking to are already living, right? They have life. So what is he speaking about here? It's better to enter life crippled and lame. It's better to enter with just one eye than two. And then he comes back than to be cast into the eternal fire, than to be cast into fiery hell. What is he talking about here? He's speaking about entering into the life of the kingdom. If you think that you can enter into the life of the kingdom and yet retain unto yourself the various things that you have that cause you to stumble, your little pet sins, your little things. He's saying, no, 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 no. <clears throat> Remember, he's using hyperbole here to the extreme, okay? To the extreme. He's saying, You need to rid yourself of these things, okay? You don't rid yourself to get saved, okay? What you do is you believe and you're saved, and the power of the Most High God enables you to realize, wait a minute, okay, I don't need to do this anymore. I need to get rid of this. You see it in Paul's writing to the church, some of those things I love. You know the passage where Paul said, hey, those of y'all that used to be thieves don't steal any longer, but rather work to where you can provide for yourself and for other people. And you say, okay, what's the big deal about that? Well, I think it's great because these folks were already saved. They're saved, and they're beginning to realize, okay, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh, I can't do that stealing anymore. That's right. That's not right. The Lord's convicting, and the Lord is showing somebody through a leader, Paul, saying, hey, you can't do this. And they go, oh, okay. I mean, that's one of the most exciting things uh, when someone is saved. And then all of a sudden they, they come to you and say, hey, you know, I, you know, I don't think I need to do this anymore, right? And you go, yeah, yeah, you don't need to do that anymore. You don't need to steal anymore. Right, you don't need to live in that kind of life. Sometimes it happens before they're saved. I love this, and I've I shared this before, but it's such a great picture. A dear friend of ours that uh, was a neighbor of ours for quite a while, and they uh, they said to me one day, now, if I if, if I get saved, you know, if I repent, confess, and call upon the name of the Lord, be baptized for remission of my sin, of course, they didn't say it that way because they don't know the language of Zion. They don't know the Scripture. But they say, hey, if I get saved, do I have to give up my pot? Do I have to give up my marijuana? Do I have to give up my favorite pet recreational drug? They also didn't say it that way. They were just saying, hey, if I do this, do I have to do this? And I told them, no, you're looking at it the wrong way. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about what do I have to give up to do this. You know, just repent before the Lord and just watch what God does. They did. They were saved and baptized. I mean, just gloriously. It was great. A few weeks later. They come to me and say, you know what? I realized the other day that I have absolutely no craving for the pot anymore. They actually told me that whatever they had around the house, they flushed down the toilet. (laughs) They realized, wait a minute, I don't even even want this anymore. That's how God does things. That's how he removes things. But if you come along and you hang on to that, okay, you need to be real, real careful. The Lord is saying this, hey, remove these things. Throw these things away from your life. If you think you're going to be able to retain these things and be a full-body sinner and still enter in the kingdom, no, no, you're going to be cast in eternal fire. You're going to be cast into fiery hell. Jesus continues on now in verse 10. Remember the context now. What we just said, verse 10. See to it. And boy, that's the line that Jesus uses here and there all the time. See to it. You know what see to it means? See to it? It means we need to do what? <laughs> Let me hear you say it. We need to see to it. That means that you have a role and a responsibility. Anytime the Lord gives us a role and a responsibility, you know what? He gives us an empowerment and the enablement to execute that, to do it, to see to it. So when it says see to it, we are empowered to do whatever the Lord is about to say to see to it to do. So what does it boil down to? It boils down to obedience. It boils down to believing that this is the word of the Lord and then obeying and actually doing it. See to it that no one despises one of these little ones. So remember, he's got the the boy next to him, and he's using him as an example. Okay, He says, make sure that you don't despise one of these little ones. Okay, I think he's talking about the children. There's no doubt about that, that he's talking about the children. Don't despise the children. Don't despise the children that are believing Don't despise the people that are believers, that are adults, but they are living childlike. Don't despise them. Now listen what Jesus says with the rest of the sentence. See to it that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you, their angels in heaven continually see the face of my Father who is in heaven. That is an interesting statement. I'm not sure, but I think Matthew may be the only one that gives us that. We'll see later, okay, that gives us that insight. He's telling this, don't you despise these little ones? Well, why not? Because we're supposed to be uh, walking in humility with one another? Absolutely. Because they're believers? Absolutely. Because they're children and you need to take care of children? Absolutely. But Jesus says, for I say to you, they're angels in heaven. See, each one of these has an angel in heaven, and that opens up a whole thing that we're not going to get into just because of the format of our time together. We may chase it some other time about angels and demons. If you're interested in that, drop me a note and I can send you towards some resources that are very helpful. Okay, but he's saying something that there's angels associated with every human right here. Okay, with every human, particularly believers. But their angels in heaven, their angels in heaven continually see the face of my Father who is in heaven. So, what is he saying here? These angels see the face, they're in the presence of Father in heaven. They're in the very presence of God. And they're watching over, and they're the angels assigned, shall I say, to these children right here. How in the world are we as disciples and believers going to come along and despise these little ones when the angels who are in the very presence of the Most High God, the face of God continually, when they're watching over them, how dare we think that we're going to corrupt them by despising them and causing them to stumble? (laughs) Oh, can you believe my time's up? Let me pick up that verse again in the next episode. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time and your patience. I'll see you later.